Hello and welcome again to another episode of Captain Chronicles. My name is David, aka Redbeard, and today we have a very, very special guest. She's an old dear and a friend of mine. Old dear. She's a dear old friend of mine. Uh, she's a, she's a fashion and style blogger, and she's the one who introduced me to the world of DSLR cameras. Believe it or not, today in the, in the episode is Danielle Klein. Hello, my dear. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's so nice to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. It's no, so nice to be here. How long do you have this uh, podcast? It's actually pretty new. It's, I think, my second, uh, my first month that I, it's running. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's my, you, it's, I don't even have 10, 10 episodes. So, um, okay. Ma we're making it happen. Okay, great. Well, as more as more you practice. Yeah, exactly. That's the the whole point. <laughs> Maybe one day <laughs> I'll be I'll be like uh, close to Joe Rogan. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so you coming Everything from New York? Possible. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So you you're from New York. We were talking with all the time difference. How are you doing there? Right. Um, it's okay. I think it's like, um, it's a little bit weird to be uh, in New York at this moment. But um, I think a lot of people decided to stay here because um, it's still our home and our city. So we don't feel like we really want to go and leave. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's weird started to be really cold <laughs> so we are a bit worried that uh, we will have um, uh, more restrictions that we had in, in summer and uh, we will do uh, the entire winter at home isn't usually people so, what they do the entire winter at home in new york because it's that i mean cold. you still have a lot of places to go to like you have museums you have uh, that's true, theaters that's true. And, and cinemas and a lot of places that you can actually hang out and it's fine even with the weather and now we can't really do half of those stuff uh, because of the pandemic yeah i imagine it's like it's almost uh thanksgiving so how are they are they gonna do the parade right i don't think that there is a parade this year Really? Um, yeah, I don't think that there is going to be a parade this year. Maybe by Zoom. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm doubt. I mean, if, even if it will be by Zoom, I think people will still want to go and see uh, and see the parade. So, hundred yeah, percent. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's really, really weird here, and here, like, people are really crazy too. Like. But they're not listening and they're kind of doing whatever they want and it's all over the place ah, i don't know mm -hmm. i'm trying i'm not going anywhere either so i don't care <laughs> i don't really care yeah I, I think the biggest problem from the beginning was that people at least at least in in western uh, countries um it's for some reason hard for people that like to keep high hygiene um comparing to asian countries which i think was always something that was important for them um to keep on a high hygiene mm -hmm. um so they always like wearing masks like regardless of pandemic uh, also because of their weather but um 
I think they are more used to it there. And for us, it's a, it's a bit harder. Uh, here in New York, you can still like find people without masks, even sometimes in the subway. It's wrong, but I think that until there won't be more um, officers and uh, people that will actually stand and say something, nothing, nothing will really happen. Yeah. But I can I can tell you for sure that in the U.S. in general, and this is something that I've learned. There's um, the sense of community is very very strong and. Uh, People, um, as much as there are like an individuals in in this big country, it still come to like really caring. Um, even when we don't really need to quarantine here anymore, we need to quarantine only for three days. People still um, they feel like it's their duty to quarantine, not just for themselves but for everyone else. I mean, imagine like you need to think of someone else because of. But now it's because of a pandemic. But I right. mean, it's a common sense, but I guess uh, we need to learn that too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So today, um, but the reason uh, I invited you here is because uh, I follow your journey in the world of fashion and uh, style. And it's really, uh, I'm really, really inspired by it. And I still remember you since our our first meetings, how your strong sense of uh, style and um, throughout your journey, it would be interesting. Uh, I was interested to hear how how you got into the whole this whole in the whole mm -hmm. world. So I would like to start and ask you, how did you realize that fashion and style would be your career? OK, so um there was one specific point that made me realize that fashion can actually be a career then um, I will tell you about soon but in general I think it, it's all in all of my like, you know like childhood pictures like I always like dressed nicely <laughs> and uh, my mom said that since I was little um, when like other parents saw me they immediately like asked where the things I'm wearing from and etc um and my dad actually used to travel when i was a kid and he used to bring like a lot of things from uh, europe or asia like clothes uh, and i think this is was one of the points that i realized that um the fashion in global because it's very, very different from my country to country and as a kid like i started to develop um more like a global mind around the, the subject. And when I was 18, before the army, I traveled to my uncle. He used to live back then in Boston. And um, we watched the Oscars. It was winter, I think it was February or something like that. We watched the Oscars and I told him like, oh my God, this is uh, this gown is by uh, uh, Valentino or this gown is by Versace, it's so nice. And um, he was amazed from my knowledge about fashion, um, although I was 18. And he said, you know, you, should, you can be a buyer. And I was like, what is a buyer? I have no idea what it means. And he started to explain me what a buyer actually does. And he said that um, there are buyers in fashion companies too. Again, today, because of globalization, it's something that actually happens 
and I haven't watched Friends until I was older. <laughs> so I didn't even know that there is a character in Friends that this is her yeah. job, actually. And she's super successful. Um, and he, even my uncle was like, you haven't watched Friends? Like, you, don't you know who's Rachel? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking honest, about. I'll be honest, I didn't watch Friends until very late in my life either. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I started to, I think, Google it. And I realized that it's something very unrealistic for me to do, at least in Israel, because there were there were now no such a thing, a buyer, um, at least like as a, as a job purpose. Most of the people who worked as buyers were people who, may, even if they had like a bachelor degree, it was like in business, like something, not something like big, um, but most of the people who are, who were buyers at least, um, are people who studied only certificate in import and export. That's all. Hmm. And when I first saw friends, you know, there was like a whole, um, history around like what is it to be a, a buyer and like fashion and, um, during the army and even a little bit after the army, I thought it's something that is not really possible for me because, because there is no such a thing in Israel. Like what should I do? Just like study something else. Yeah, Israel is a really tough market get, and they don't yeah. have style. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> well, we can talk about that too, but um, a little bit, I, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I was wondering, um, how can I be a buyer? Like what, I can do to make it happen and only a few years into working as a flight attendant and again like watching fashion like I, I would walk to Zara in the US and I walked to, into Zara in Beijing and this, the sizes were different the, the colors were different the setting was different and it kept like dragging me back to this place that I realized when I was 18 that it might be something that I can actually do as a job. And I just started to look for universities outside of Israel. And I think the moment I started to do my research, I realized that I won't be able to do it there. So I will have to go somewhere else and do it there. Sounds like you really, like you had this innate ability within you of observation mm -hmm. and like uh, this eye for detail and then your uncle kind of your uncle it was your uncle who gave you the the yeah. push towards the, the push because like, you had it like a, you had a vague idea of right. like and then your uncle right, kind because, of navigated narrowed right. down yeah because in my family at least i don't know how it's in your family but most most of the of the people are like lawyers or accountants uh, uh, my mom, my mom is a teacher. Now my dad is also a teacher, uh, but uh, he yep. was an engineer. So like you know, everyone <laughs> I like engineering and yep. stuff. And yep. I'm the only one who were a little bit more creative. <laughs> um, so I don't want to say it was like a big no-no, but I was like the odd. I was the black sheep. I'm the ginger ship of my family. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm like the, the odd one of like, oh, she like art and stuff <laughs> like that. So for years, you know, I was, I, I thought that 
this is uh, probably something that I should not do because, uh, I mean, everyone else in the family are bankers or, <laughs> or I don't know, like stuff like that. And um, fashion is just something that is not very ideal to so do. How did you find the confidence and, to pursue uh, the your dream yeah it was hard it was hard but um first of all it, that was something i think that this is why my uncle suggested that i would be a buyer is that at the end of the day it's a lot of finance <laughs> <laughs> um so you do need to do a lot of math and you do ha- need to be to have like an some kind of um analytics skills if you want to be successful um but it was hard because i chose to study far far away um, from Israel. And one of the reasons, I mean, it was a lot of, um, a few, a few things that I made me decide to come here. Um, so I was far away and I, I felt like I need to convince my parents that it's okay if I will actually deal with fashion. Um, I don't want to say like that I made a presentation, but, um, I just came with the facts of what the fashion industry can offer. You did and a pitch to your parents. I did a pitch to my parents. It is the second largest industry in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not just because like you're selling clothes, because it's not about just the clothes. It's also about the textile and advertising and everything that is around um, selling just like a piece of fabric, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is the second largest uh, industry in the world, and I explained that there's a lot of options and opportunities in working in fashion. But I think more than all, they just saw that I have that I'm very passionate about it, and that I think they just realized that if if I won't do that, I just might not be happy. That's so important, like to, and it's so that's so like. That's why I got so inspired because I saw your pursuit of your own happiness. Like, when yeah. And the, I think the world is opening more and more to this idea of doing what you love, even like sometimes at the expense of the pocket. You know, like, uh, right. It's it's long term. It's more. It's better for for us to to be happy in this headspace of like, I'm getting up and doing something that I really want to do. And the money will come and we can get by. Yeah, I think one of the most important things that you need to remember, and this is something that I tell a lot to people who are um, ask ask my advice when it's about um, also working in the fashion industry. I always tell that to people that if you don't have the passion, like the real, real passion, and you're not doing it from the right reasons, there is no reason for you to do it because sometimes it takes a lot of time. And this is something I've learned, unfortunately, lately uh, with, with the fashion industry is that it can take a lot of time to be successful because it's so big and because so many people want to work in the fashion industry. Uh-huh. That's the truth. And what's happened is that a lot of people, you know, they think it's cool, like studying in a fashion, fashion university or something like that. But when they are getting out of university, they're not doing that because it's very hard to pursue. And if you don't have the motivation and you're not passionate about it, then there is no way that you will be successful in this, uh, in this world and in, and in any world in general. I think no matter what you're doing, if you're not doing something with passion, 
There is no reason for you to do it at all. But not everyone, and this is something I've learned, have um, passion um, for an, anything in life. And that's okay, too. If you don't have any passion, that's fine. I mean, there are still a lot of people, even in these industries and every other industry, again, that they're working and they might be successful in what they're doing, but they don't have a passion for, for that. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, those people won't last. And it's something that you need to remember. So I think like they won't make an impact like the people who really love them. They, they probably won't. And I think that all of the greatest, uh, at least influence people in any industry, they had some kind of like special connection to what they've done, because if they didn't, it wouldn't be so successful. And I think that um, once you are passionate about something, other people will notice that you are passionate about it. 100%. I, I really, I can really, res this idea really resonates with me and I really agree with you. And what you said, yeah. like, kind of, like, can lead me to the, the, the next question that I like to, which is, in your mm -hmm. opinion, what makes fashion so important? Like why? Do what you makes fashion so important? Yeah, why is it so important in our life that like you go and study and work in it, and uh, you bring it? Like you tell about it to a lot of people. You have many followers, and uh, you grow your fan base, and you tell people about different sales mm -hmm. and different uh, projects and different makeups and different. Right. So, what is it that you think that it's so important in this industry? Important for me, I mean. Yes. Why do you think it's important to have fashion in your life? Um, well, I think, think beside the fact that obviously um, you can express yourself through clothes, I think it's more like a cultural thing because besides fashion and like the modern fashion that we have today we also have cultural fashion mm -hmm. uh, which is how we identify as people i mean from the from the cagemen <laughs> era that they used to wear fur and leathers um even until today like this is what define us as people and generations and uh, to me Fashion is just not, again, it's not just who you are when you're putting the clothes. It's more than that. It's art. It's the person who set hours and hours and made the design that he made. Obviously not like, for example, like the sweatshirt I'm wearing, but it's not. But still behind this sweatshirt, there is someone who designed it. There is someone who thought about the fabric. Um, there is the manufacturer where it's, uh, made uh, the shipment center, the, the distribution center, the advertising. It's just, it's not just about what I'm wearing. It's about all the other people who made that happen. And I think this is what, uh, to me at least, is important is that the understanding of um, what fashion can be for people like for me or in general like what it can do um in 
like even, you know, like hospital clothes, for example, for patients. Uh, it wasn't something that was acceptable until like a uh, hundred years ago. Hmm. Um, I can't say it's fashion. It's not fashion, but it's part of the fashion industries because it's a clothes at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so there are some things that are a little bit bigger than like daily clothes. They're like actually pieces of art. And I think this is what at least important to me in fashion because Obviously, mass, mass fashion is the largest within the fashion industry, um, but it's because what we are making for, you know, people mm-hmm. to wear. Um, but the fashion industry is, is big. It's not the best always because, you know, at the end of the day, we're selling right now things that we don't really need to people that don't really have the money to pay for them. Yeah. So it's very, I think I like the complexity. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like there, it is very complicated and but intricate. But I really like how you pointed out the fact that it's more than just like um, what we see. It's a cultural thing. It's uh, goes beyond the. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what it reminded me. Have you seen? I'm, I'm sure you've seen this movie, The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, of course. Of course. There was a scene, <laughs> a specific scene where uh, Andy goes like she's in the room and she just stands there like uh, we, in her like before her turn makeover. Uh, and they talk about like different kind of belts and different kind of blue. Yeah, the belts. Yeah. And then she just yeah. giggles and then Meryl Streep goes ham and she like, like, like goes crazy on her and she's like you think it's not yeah. related but everything is uh you like this even sweater it was picked for the people in the room that just like right shows exactly how this process works in the right. nutshell it's then- very- yeah it's 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 true because um it's such a large industry and the inspirations you know it's going beyond beyond uh what we even think we know about the fashion industry do you think people should um get to know more about the fashion world like have a little understanding about fabrics and uh materials and cuts for sure yeah how how, yeah for sure do you think how do you think it's going to benefit them I think there is um, not a lot of people have the information, the information about fashion industry. In a way, it's good and not because we can just tell whatever we want. I mean, I'm 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 saying it from a, more like an advertising uh, mm-hmm. uh, perspective. Today, I think there's a lot of uh, different uh, niche and approaches to fashion. Um, there is more sustainable fashion, and I think it's very important that people understand that and supporting uh, individual designers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, most of the people that don't know uh, the difference in fabrics, uh, what is bad, what is good, what is bad, what what are they made from, um, etc. And sometimes you know, like they buy clothes for different times of the year that they don't really match this time of the year so you yeah make i mean me, i think <laughs> you make me yeah, want to talk I, about I think, a little bit uh about like israel it was a great example like, right I, yeah like in israel for example they sell a lot of polyester which is the worst fabric possible for this type of weather but 
they also trying to cut the cost of what they will pay for the for the item itself. So they would rather to sell you something cheap than something that is quality that you actually need. Because again, one of the things that I don't like about the fashion industry is that we pushing people to buy purchases and that they, they might don't need mm. uh, or um, they, they, they not going to do any benefit for them. Um, and this is, again, this is one of the disadvantage. So it's, it's a lot of like knowledge. It's returned me to the fact that sometimes buyers, this is not the like real job. Like this is not something they, they've studied. And then they, they ended up selling things for people who are not really relevant to them in terms of like quality and fabrics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think in every subject in general, I would recommend people to educate themselves, especially, you know, fabrics, for example, or clothes, because it's just something that we all do every day. It's like, we'll give you a different example. For um, You're going to the supermarket, you know, like you, you pick vegetables. Yeah. You do your research sometimes, like, like if you want to pick a watermelon, right? Like you will Google how how would a good watermelon will look, <laughs> Yeah. right? But we, we don't usually do it with clothes. Like we, we're not looking for we're looking for what is trendy Hmm. yeah we're definitely very uh swayed by a lot of uh by the marketing industry with what they say we rely on what people tell us and not doing our own due diligence in that field right well which is actually yeah like uh um so and you it's i think where you step in as an influencer uh, as a as a representative of in this in- industry, so for you, mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a fashion and style influencer? Um, what is I mean, I guess that again, like in a way, I always been asked like, where do I buy my clothes and stuff. So I, I used to it even when I was a kid. My mom used to take us out for shopping like twice a year mm-hmm. and I'm from the north in Israel so we had like only one mall around and that's it basically <laughs> um, so twice a year she she used to take us to um, one one trip was to Tel Aviv and then the other trip was that we used to buy clothes when we were abroad like we were traveling somewhere and I used to buy clothes there so I had a lot of pe- like clothes that were not even selling in in Israel back then, mm-hmm. um, and I always like being asked questions like where do I get them, blah blah blah. Um, but I always also try to do like to be like a good influencer. I want to say just like to sell and wear clothes that I really truly believe, mm-hmm. um, and I think you know it's. It comes also with great responsibility. I remember that someone commenting, um, on, like she sent me a private DM when the pandemic started. started. Why am I not showing people uh, how to wash their hands? Like why I'm not making like a video about it or a post about it. And I told her that I'm really, really sorry, but as a person who used to wash my hands every single day, and doing those stuff, 
I want to believe that my followers are doing the same regardless. So I don't need to make them do something that they're already doing or I hope that they're already doing. So this was like more like the disadvantage, but the advantage is that I'm, I can like publish something and will people support this brand or the designer? Uh, so yeah, I guess I have like both sides and it could be tricky. Uh, but the, again, the idea is at least to approach things that I believe in them. Mm -hmm. So you can, you really an advocate for the right, like you can make your own decision and be an advocate for the right things and like, right. uh, and make, like, and make fashion more approachable for people who don't know it. Right. True. And it's, it's definitely possible to do. How do you maintain a good connection? It's definitely with possible your, to do. Yeah. How do you maintain a good connection with your uh, with the people who follow you? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to comment on every every comment I have, and uh, they my followers are very active on my profile, um, so they they never ashamed to just like DM me or asking me questions, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to answer them and uh, yeah. <laughs> how, is it, how is it like to be suddenly uh, in that position when a lot of people are looking up to you? Um, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about that before. Because... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I just, I don't think that a lot of people wants to be in this position because I think that it can scare people, you know, to, to be so approachable. And this is something that I talk a lot about with uh, my friends is that I think that influencers in a way should be approachable because this is the idea. Um, so personally, I don't like to see influencers who are not, or like not answering questions or um, not answering DMs or comments. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just, it's very important. But yeah, I mean, I, in general, I don't, I don't know, like I, I don't think I ever thought about it because um, I, I always felt like I'm an approachable person. So it doesn't matter for me. Like the followers are just, numbers <laughs> that's a very good um i think it's it's a very uh good quality to have and you're really making a good example of it how to kind of not to take yourself too seriously even though you're doing something serious but you're not taking yourself too seriously and it shows to the people like you give the the impression of a down to earth right. Yeah, I, I remember that I met someone, I mean, yeah, I met someone that I really, really uh, admire. As she's also an influencer. Uh, her, her name is Teza, and I, uh, I I look up for her, and she is so down to earth now. She has, like, million and something followers, but I think the first time I met her, she had, like, 600 thousands or something like that yeah. and she was super nice she was she was super nice I was like shaking and stuff like I was really I was really scared 
But honestly, the experience with her was that she made me feel like I'm her friend and I'm a human and I'm not just like a fan. You know what I mean? And then I saw her a couple more times on events and fashion week and she was like from the other side of the room. Hey! Or like stuff like that. And, you know, it's like those moments that I feel like, oh, my God. Does it just say hi to me? <laughs> what? That's you know, crazy. but I think I think this is just like one of the, the many things that make uh, makes an influencer like a good influencer. Because again, like she didn't make me feel like a fan. I feel more of like I'm part of what she's doing and I enjoy what she's doing and I will want to support, like keep supporting her. And I think this is one of the most important things to make you feel like like you're part of it like to see you as a as a person right and not just like as a fan yeah how's it like to be in new york fashion week which is a crazy crazy Uh, yeah i know i talked about it i was actually um, talking about with my boyfriend because when I was a kid, I used to watch fashion uh, fashion TV on loops. Like, this is what I used to watch, <laughs> like, the, uh, the runways. And then I went to Fashion Week. Um, it's fun. I think it's the most fun experience ever. Unfortunately, uh, on September, we didn't have a Fashion Week because of the pandemic. And I don't think we're going to have any on February. Like, they had events, but... Uh, I rather not to go because I didn't really felt safe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was sad that we didn't have one, but the one that I did went through more fun and amazing. And I think it's crazy just like to see everything in real life. It's like someone needs to pinch me. I think I'm dreaming. <laughs> it's yeah. very, this. The, like you said before, the, the industry is very competitive and very um i might i'm more i'm more i can i can say like a little bit of a cutthroat you know like people go with the elbows and really try to mm-hmm. make moves on expense of others how do you uh maintain a good personality in such a high competitive space like mm. and and push yourself yeah, interesting forward question yeah it's it's a very interesting question because i've never felt like i need to do it that's the truth, uh, because I think the blogger community I have here in the U.S. is very welcoming and accepting, and we just want to help each other out. We don't really try to push anyone aside and make them feel like, like I don't know, neglected or something like that. Mm-hmm. It is a very small community, and um, we have, like bloggers from like all ranges from small to big but none of my friends ever made me feel like um even if i have less than ten thousand followers so i'm like not like a real blogger or no i mean they always like try to help and they always were so so nice um i've heard all kind of other things from like bloggers who live in israel so i don't want to speak on any one name but i know it's a little bit different However, here, and this is what I tell all the time to people, I've never felt that. I never I never felt like that. Do you think that 
creating this kind of environment like i'm sure this is it's the case but creating kind of environment is only beneficial for the future like it's a yeah show yeah because i i think that there is room for everyone in this industry um because it's so big and you have so many people following and even like me i can follow like different influencers with different styles So why do I just need to follow just this person or just this person um, instead of just like help everyone and um, be part of it as everyone else? And I think that other people are doing the same way. Like you can enjoy all kinds of content that, uh, that the internet gives you. Like you don't have to love only one thing. That's, it's good to keep this... Variety. I think the more variety right. we have, the more uh, ideas and the more uh, abundance there is. If like if we're gonna keep have like a closed mind and like uh, follow like a specific way, then we're not gonna advance anywhere. True. I think it's the like uh, and the fashion industry shows it shows it in the best way where. You have uh, different influences and different, uh, like, um, well, not the word currents, but uh, different movements within this fashion industry and different uh, right. approaches. Yeah, I agree. I mean, within designers, it's a little bit different because there are some rivalries, I think, sometimes. And, oh, he just copied my design or, oh, she just copied my design. <laughs> like, I, I feel like it happens. It can happen. It's very hard to um, show that like that was the real like this is what really happened. I mean, like in terms of copying um, yeah. because at the end of the day, you are inspired by many things that you see. And it can be from high fashion, it could be from like streetwear, it could be from everywhere. And I think it's something that, You should just like remember that you are dealing with in fashion industry that is that it's something that can happen to you but in general in life I like to say that if someone is copying from you it means that you just done something good I was just thinking this exactly that what was going in my head like if copying is the greatest yeah. compliment someone can give you yeah, yeah. exactly um, and here's something I like to to It interests me um what would you recommend to someone to do to develop their own style yeah you mean in fashion yeah um i think developing your own style it's very it's something very hard and you it's years of collecting pieces you know uh, staple pieces that you like Um, I think there are so many different approaches. Like I have friends who are all about capsule wardrobe, but I don't know if you know what it is. It's just like basic items. Mm. Um, and I have friends who are all about pieces. So they're just like collecting pieces from designers they like. Um, so I think it's just like a matter of preference of what you like. I mean, you can open uh, uh, the wheel of colors and just look on colors that you like. Um, that you're more attracted um, also your the, your body type uh, it's also something that you need to take into consideration when you're developing a personal style 
um, but there are many, many ways. And even walking around the, the mall or the internet um, and just pick some of the things and look how they creating together. Uh, but I think when you are developing personal style, you need to make sure that you have at least five pieces that can go together with other things um, and you can make a whole wardrobe out of them. Uh, no matter if it's colorful or not colorful, just so you can start collecting other pieces as well. Mm. It sounds really like someone needs to know themselves and kind of have this curiosity to right. to go and explore. Yeah. Of course, obviously, it's more like, you know, it's also like what you do in life. I mean, I would not recommend, you know, you know to wear just like colorful T-shirts if you're working in, uh, I don't know, like you're a lawyer. <laughs> I so mean, it could it's be all cool. about the occasion. I mean, yeah, but you know, it's all about the occasions too. Yeah, of course. You, of to, course. you want you want to look professional. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm I'm more when I'm talking about style. I'm talking about like personal, like on my day to day, not in my like uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Job. It takes a lot. I feel like it takes a uh, a lot of self reflection, and you need to practice. It's like music. In order right. to play the right chord, you need to True. hit the right notes yeah i agree so danielle tell me how can people find you and uh, find your work uh on the internet um they can follow me on instagram it's danielle d-a-n-i-e-l-l-e the lower dash k-l-e that's my instagram and i also have my website it's the danny issue.com the new website uh, that i'm launching really really soon i mean the mm -hmm. website is still working it's already working but uh the launch will happen i hope in the next few weeks congratulations uh Thank all the you. links all the links is gonna are gonna be uh, in the description of this podcast and uh right before we finish i'd like to ask you your honest uh, opinion and your feedback how was this uh episode mm -hmm. to you how was this experience uh, it was really fun <laughs> Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time that I'm uh, being interviewed for a for a podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of uh, you know experience uh, to give, but uh, it was really really fun. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, your input. I was very uh, insightful, and uh, I personally learned a lot about uh, this industry and your uh, career. And uh, mm -hmm. thanks to everyone who listened to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. All the links to Danielle is going to be in the description. Follow her. She brings out amazing tips about mm -hmm. fashion. And her posts are also looks very beautiful. She knows how to match it. Their yeah. aesthetics are off the charts. And I'm saying it like not just as a friend, but someone who really likes design. And I really enjoy uh, scrolling through her feed. So give her, a, give her a shout, like check her out. And until the next episode, have a beautiful day and uh, see you soon.